It's the S&M Experience with the S&M Experience. Welcome to the S&M Experience with the S&M Experience. I am your host, Louise Chalky Gravy. This is another podcast episode from your favorite friends on the internet. Please welcome my friends. Stephen T. Holmes, how's it going? And over here we have... My name is Matthew Miner. Greetings, internet. We've got a great show for you today, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we'll find out. <laughs> we sometimes take questions from listeners, and I've got one right here. Hi, S&M Experience. I need advice. My mom thinks I'm too young to be left on my own and always hires a babysitter when she goes out to bingo night. I've tried to convince her that I'm responsible enough to be alone in the house, but to no avail. I know how to phone 911 in case there's an emergency. I can microwave my own hungry man Salisbury steak for dinner. And I'm always good about going to bed on time. I'm also 29. How do I persuade my mom that I don't need a babysitter? This is from Derek Legg from Head Smashed in Buffalo Jump. Alberta. Okay, here's my thinking. I don't know if you've proven to your mother that you become a real man yet and don't need babysitting. So there's a lot of things you could probably do to show that you're an adult now. For example, make your own hummus. Has any kid that needed to be babysat made their own hummus? I don't think so. Hummus is a that's a good one. I think that really proves. It. I, I don't think like something like a you know making your own ranch dip or a, you know a chipotle mayo. I don't think that's gonna cut it. I think hummus is the way to go if you're gonna go that route. Yeah, maybe red pepper hummus especially. Garlic hummus, mm. Mm, that's borderline. But red pepper hummus, that's a sophisticated palate that only adults that don't need to be babysat have. Yeah. What if he really leans into being babysat, but maybe he negotiates to be able to choose his babysitter. So maybe he auditions some babysitters that are just like super hot. And maybe, you know, bingo night is kind of exciting. Maybe that's, you know, instead of taking the high road, he goes, he goes lower, even lower. He digs down under that bridge, gets real dirty, gets real sleazy, almost makes it so his mom has to boot him and that she needs to toss you out on the street and, and you're free. Nothing like being tossed out on the street to think you live your life for real. Yeah. You could also go to bingo night. No? You hate bingo night? Well, you know what? I think we gave Derek Long some solid ideas. Figure it out. <laughs> so, next up, we would like to read a sketch for you called Identities. It's time for a sketch. It's time for a sketch. Oh, yeah. We're inside the agency. It's daytime. Director Hertz and Special Agent Jason Kane are walking down a bland hallway. They come to a stop outside a door. You're sure there's nothing I can say to change your mind? I'm positive, sir. That's what I thought. All right, Jason, you've been a heck of an agent. I'm sorry to see you go. Powell here will help you set up your new life. Hertz extends his hand. Kane shakes it. Take care of yourself, son. You too, sir. Thank you. Hertz nods and leaves. Kane heads into the room. Interior office day. Kane enters the small office. Powell is sitting behind a messy desk working away on his laptop. He sees Kane and rises. Your agent, Jason Kane. Yeah, uh, for now. I guess that will change shortly. <laughs> right. Powell raises to shake Kane's hand. Larry Powell, nice to meet you. Please have a seat and we'll get your new identity sorted out. Kane sits down. All right, first thing, right off the bat, I'm going to get some names rolling around that noggin there. I want you to find something that you like, something that suits you. Full disclosure, I'm probably going to shut down all the options you get me. 
got a few ideas of my own right now. They're just little beginnings of paths, but we're gonna go down some of those paths and find the right one for you, okay? Okay, you're the expert. Do you have any name ideas? A couple, uh, Mark Stone. Mm, not great. You don't look like a Mark. Not enough of a gut, huge giveaway. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, what you're looking for, maybe some of your hobbies, and we'll see if we narrow down a location to set you up and get a vibe for who the new you is going to be. Uh, okay. I mean, I'd like somewhere with uh, maybe a warmer climate, somewhere I can be active. Uh, I'm happy with a small town kind of place. Right. Maybe something off the beaten path. Yeah. Around some mountains or forests. Butch Manly. Sorry? As a name. Butch Manly? Yes. It's a little on the nose. Rugged McGuire. I don't think rugged is a name. It's not. I'm gonna feel. This is the process. Keep talking. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, mountains, forests. I do a lot of rock climbing. I used to do base jumping and uh, bungee jumping. I'd love to get that. Get into that again. I'm gonna shut that down right away. Rock climbing? Rock climbing's fine. Very hip right now. White girls everywhere are all over rock walls and mountain faces. And their chalky little hands everywhere. I'm talking about bungee slash base jumping. Too risky. Well, I mean, I'm not an asset to the agency anymore, so... I meant a risk to your cover. Here's a scenario. You can get back into it, but you need some fancy base jumping equipment. You inquire at a local store about it. It's a special order. That employee is a friend who has a cousin whose uncle is a right-hand man in the cartel in Juarez. That employee thinks your special order is interesting, so he tells his friend about it. Who tells his cousin? Who tells his uncle? The cartel looks into it. They see who you are. You're the guy who ratted out Martinez and cost them 30 million. Next thing you know, the cartel has kidnapped your wife and fits her with a pair of concrete shoes. And now she's dead in the bottom of the Colorado River. You and the cartel go to war, tearing up this quaint little town and the unprepared local law enforcement. That's more blood on your hands. And I've got no other choice but to get back into the game. Is that what you want? No. No, you want out of the game. Right. So maybe just stick to rock climbing. If you need something else, can you give slackline in a whirl? All right, give me another name idea. Uh, Rick Carter. Nope, terrible. Let's talk work history. Did you do anything before you joined the agency? Anything you have an interest in doing? I did some construction after high school. Construction, interesting. Mostly framing, a bit of roofing. I actually really enjoyed- Grayson Slater. Like the actor? Yes, exactly. That's what people will say. People will hear it and say, oh, like the actor? And you'll say, yeah, it wasn't so great in the early oddies. <laughs> They'll laugh, but not too much, just the right amount. But won't having the name Christian Slater draw attention to me? It will, but it will be the bad kind of attention. I don't want the bad kind of attention. No, when I say bad kind of attention, that's good for you. Like people won't want to take a picture with you or something. They'll just write on a Facebook status that they met a guy named Christian Slater. It didn't suck as much as the real Christian Slater. Can't I just keep my first name and change up my last name? You'd like to keep your first name? I would. I like it. It would be nice to have something familiar. Okay, you keep your first name. Here's a scenario. You're out for a walk. There's a farmer's market in the park. You decide to take a swing through it because you were just talking with your wife about how strawberries should be in season now. Juicy. You want to pick some up for dessert and maybe you can find an artisanal cutting board. You walk through the crowd, but uh-oh, a Bosnian war criminal happens to be in town and also loves fresh produce that he can buy directly from the farmer. He spots you and thinks you look familiar. He thinks, hey, isn't that the guy who assassinated General Marco and thwarted our attempted coup? He knows your name is Jason, so he calls out, Jason, 
You react because you didn't change your name, and instantly he knows that it was you and your team who crippled his leader's regime. Boom, he shoots you in the head. You're dead. Your wife is a widow. Now your creepy neighbor Glenn has a shot with her. He makes a move. She's broken and desperate enough to give him a shot. Boom, she has the worst sex of her life and says yes when Glenn proposes, because even though he's a creep and his toenails slice her ankles every night when they're in bed, she feels some sense of security with him. Now she spends her days alone at home watching the talk and sipping too many glasses of Chardonnay and spends her summers riding around in an RV with broken AC, seeing the sights of Scottsdale and getting diarrhea from sketchy shrimp cocktails. Is that what you want? I mean, I don't have a wife, so... I see. Flying solo. Keeping his options open. So cool. I guess. Are you sure I just can't do Mark Stone? It's simple, kind of bland. Too bland. Like beige on taupe. I like it. Mark was my grandfather's name, and Stone was the last name of my high school football coach. He was a mentor. Are the cream, corn, turds of newborn baby also meaningful to you? Because that's what I think of when I hear the name Mark Stone. Your baby's turds shouldn't look like that. I'm not a baby expert, though I do know what a big baby looks like because I'm looking at one right now. Oh, I'm a big baby? Damn straight, you're a big baby. Well, if I'm a big baby, I guess I'll need a big baby name to match. Maybe uh, Larry Powell. Yeah, that's a good baby name. You want my name? No, I'm sorry. I just, I got a little upset there. I didn't... No, it might work. I don't. Here's the scenario. You take my name. You take my entire identity. The whole kit and caboodle. You retire from your job as an identity wiper at a covert government agency and move with your wife Linda back to your childhood hometown of Muncie, Indiana. Linda's not too happy about the situation until she sees your rippling abs, your jacked arms, and your bulging crush. She'll follow you anywhere now that she doesn't have to put up with the guy whose private bits look like 2007 Seth Rogen. Sure. You're a little upset that you now have three lines of credit that you took out to finance your gambling addiction, but you deal with that by selling off your numerous fur coats, unopened boxes of George Foreman grills, and your pristine Grimjack action figure collection. You and Linda start to slowly bond as she sees that you're much more than just a hot, rock-hard body, and you fall for her as you're finally able to really open up and be vulnerable. The inevitable happens. You're in love. You're soulmates. Next thing you know, you've got two wonderful kids, something her previous partner was unable to give her. Not because he's infertile or impotent, but because he found the idea of intercourse with her intimidating and would either ejaculate prematurely or not at all. Two wonderful, beautiful kids, a loving wife, and the management position for your local Habitat for Humanity. You're a pillar of the community. Everyone respects you. You get an invitation to your 15-year high school reunion. You and Linda light up the town. Everyone there says you're much more handsome than they remember. You're nothing like the string bean geek who had a rat tail and cut off jean shorts that were just a little bit too tight from yesteryear. But then one person recognizes you, and they remember something. Something from your past. A time when you accidentally called your homeroom teacher, Mrs. Rigatoni, mommy in front of the whole class. And to try to distract him from that, you decided to piss yourself. But you barely had any urine in there, so when you tried to piss yourself, it was more like a little dribble. But that was way worse to your classmates for some reason. But you just laugh it off and say, that was a long time ago. Everyone laughs and says, you're so humble now. You and Linda are crowned king and queen of the reunion. Even though that's not something they normally do, but it's just so obvious that you guys should be crowned it. The mayor is there. He gives you the key to the city. It opens a lot of doors for you. Pretty soon you open the first of what will eventually become a very successful chain of carpet and vinyl hardwood floor stores. You put the new floors in at the White House. The president recognizes you, but doesn't say anything. You just give him a little wink and he nods, knowing this is the life you've earned for your years of service to your country. It's a story you tell the grandkids and great-grandkids. Ah, you've got a wonderful family. They all gather around when it's time to go at the ripe old age of 96. You do so peacefully with Linda, the love of your life, holding your hand, surrounded by a loving family who knows you gave them all so much. Kane takes a moment. 
That, uh, that doesn't sound too bad, actually. No, no it doesn't, Mr. Larry Powell. Kane smiles and shakes Powell's hand. Thank you, uh, oh. Oh, I guess I'll need a new name. Uh, I will be Mark Stone. Really? Yeah, it makes sense for me. And scene! Guys, that's funny. The uh, the nail slices of the ankles is just something else. That's very detailed. We can all relate. Yeah, totally. Sometimes I slice my own ankles with my own toenails. I wear shin guards. Balta! Balta! Ball talk. Let's let's, 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 you guys ready to talk some sports. You know it. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, one of the biggest stories right now, of course, uh, is in the MLB. The entire season was in jeopardy in the first few weeks of games. Yeah, they did so good on the double jeopardy. I was, like, blown away that the whole team managed to even fit in that tiny studio. Yeah, I love watching mothers lugging balls. So fun. Uh So fun to watch. I'll... uh, can I finish the question? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I interrupted you. No, no worries. You guys are you guys are amped up. You're excited to talk sports. I sports. You guys sports. Major sport heads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first few game, weeks of games were slated to be canceled, but the players' association and the owners finally came to an agreement. Are you guys happy to see baseball back, or uh, do you think the reputation of the game has just been further damaged? Can you repeat the question? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you guys happy to see baseball back, or do you think the reputation of the game has been uh, further damaged? I mean, those owners really, they really uh, are getting greedy, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's that song, Buy Me Some Peanuts and Cracker Jack, right? Like, those owners just want that Cracker Jack. They are just, take, take, take. They should maybe change the, the lyrics to that song to be like, if you want to. Like, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks, but you don't have to, you know? Take the greed out of it. <sighs> It's just so much politics. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna affect the reputation. Those are wonderful uh, analogies there. I'd say, guys, you guys really you've done your homework on this. Let's move on. You guys are major sport heads. I love it. Sports. Let's move on to the NBA. The Lakers. Uh, they've continued to their slide to the bottom of the standings. Uh, it's unlikely at this point that they'll make the play-in tournament, let alone the playoffs. And now we got new reports saying that there's no way Russell Westbrook will still be on the team next season. Now, do Probably you guys not. think that he will find? Oh, you're gonna. Do you think he'll find his his role on this team, or do you do you expect to see Westbrook moved in the offseason? I don't think he looks good in the jersey. Mm-hmm. So I think the big problem is that we're going through a lot of climate change. The lake is going to dry up. You know what I'm saying? I do. Another wonderful analogy. Where do you think he uh, Russell Westbrook will, will find a good fit if he does get traded? This will be his fourth team in four seasons since being traded to the Rockets in 2019. Where do you think he'll uh, he'll finally find his 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 place? Uh, probably the Dolphins. Uh, I was actually thinking Old Navy has really good fit. Oh, you know what they do? They have that whole find your fit thing. Yeah, like uh, I go in there. They have boot cut. They have slim jeans. They have they have something for everybody. So I think what's his name again? Mark. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell. I think Russell can find his fit there. It's reasonably priced, too. That is true. You yeah. can get a decent pair of jeans there for, like, $27. Not bad. And, Louise, you think he should just change sports and go to the Dolphins? Yeah. You know what? Actually, yes. I think that uh, the Dolphins would be a good fit for him. He's going to go now to be a swimmer on the Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, we're going to switch sports, too. Uh, we're going to follow from basketball to uh, football, just like Louise thinks Russell Westbrook should. And we're going to from one Russ to another Russ. Russell Wilson was just sent from the Seahawks to the Broncos earlier this week in a blockbuster trade. Uh, and of course, Russell Wilson, or yeah, Russell Wilson has been asking for a trade. And uh, Denver may have hit the jackpot. Uh, they already have a strong defense, but will Wilson bring a strength 
to their offense? Or do you guys think he's past his prime? Personally, I think that his strength is being the heir of the Wilson volleyball dynasty. And that is worth more than his actual performance in the game. Everyone knows that, Rand, you know? I, I didn't know that he was the heir apparent. Uh, well, his last name's Wilson. No, I, I, I trust you. You guys are major sport heads. I would say if you're asking for a trade, you better have something really good. Like, you better have Dunkaroos. You better have Gushers. You can't just ask for a trade like, oh, trade me, trade me. I got a Lunchable. Brittany, you only have the gross meat part of that Lunchable left. I don't want it. There's no crackers. There's no cheese. You got to know what your value is. So if this Wilson guy, if he wants a trade, he's got to step it up. Let's keep this metaphor going. I mean, you know, Russell Westbrook, he's on his way to, to Denver. What do you think Seattle needs to, uh, that seems they're looking towards a rebuild. What, uh, what do they need? I mean... You know, they might be they might be left like your friend who just has the the crappy meats. They're gonna need a Capri Sun. And could you give me just one name you think could fit the void? Fill the uh, void. I think Roger. Mm-hmm. You guys are always bringing the hot talk because you guys are the ultimate sportos. This is love sports ball talk. <laughs> Hi, I'm Glenn from Glenn's House of Affordable Guest Speakers. I got all kinds of guest speakers for your graduations, assemblies, galas, openings, closings, reopenings, and funerals. Not the best, but always affordable. I got guest speakers like Gavin Trotz, fifth place Olympic pole vaulter, reality show contestant from a season long after the show was popular, David Bugbits, a background actor from TV shows filmed in and around Toronto. If you see this guy in a show, you instantly recognized it was filmed in Canada. Jake Lloyd's babysitter, Mark Zuckerberg, lookalike Zark Muckerberg, somebody actually famous but no one cares about, Gary Busey, winner of the World Bomb Championships 2011 and 2013, the guitar tech for Insane Clown Posse, Mark Saltzman from the Cineplex Gear Guide circa 2015, the basis for the band Train. Now let's hear from Gavin Trotz, fifth place Olympic pole vaulter. You can hear a little bit of his affordable guest speech. When I'm flying over that pole, 20 feet up, I look up and you know what I see? Heaven. That's where your dear Frank is now, looking over us all. Thank you. Glenn's house of affordable guest speakers and spokespeople. Not famous enough for Dancing with the Stars, but affordable enough for you. Use discount code WHOISTHIS for 20% off. Ask the experts. Right now, we have an interview uh, with a wellness expert. This is great. We have Poppy Floppy Nuts. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So let's talk wellness. Blessings be on you. Oh, thank you. I know a lot of us have been experiencing anxieties over these last, I don't know, have a handful of months. We've been washing our hands. And, you know, that disrupts your energies. It disrupts your flow. Do you understand? I can tell everyone here has some, some anxieties. Like, I can, I, can, I can look at you mm. in your eyes. I can see, 
yes, you tall boy. You're worried that people see you as like some sort of giant bird. It's in your aura. Oh, wow. Okay. Your aura is radiating from your body and it's flapping its wings. I can see the little birdie inside of you. You there, girl? Sure. I can see you're worried that everyone's going to know that chunky gravy is actually very gross. I can see your aura is chunky. Oh. Luckily, I can help you. There's all sorts of ways that you can align the nerve roots in your body. These pathways, these roots, they're like neural links. It's like a subway system, you know. You get off at one point and you get off on another point and you put in like a card. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so one thing to realign these natural pathways inside your body is some gentle humming. Hmm. Just like that, just like that. Do that again, tall boy, bird. Yes, that yeah. blockage is off the track. Someone picked up that Ooh. cart that a hobo threw on there. It's gone. Your neural pathways are like like in fascist Italy. It's like a dictator's keeping those trains running on time now. I never thought my body is a fascist dictator, but... Humming is your Mussolini. Another thing, quick breaths. <gasps> Pull in your abdomen and you breathe out quickly. You expel the negative toxic breaths. A very important technique that I like to give in my seminars is what I like to call anal clenching. What was that? Anal clenching. You clench it like a fist. It creates a tiny, tiny, tiny point of higher gravity and just draws toxins into it like a little black hole. And then that expels them. That's what farts are. I didn't know that. Nor I. Um, Uh Poppy, where are you from? I'm from a little town down south called New York City. Oh. I love a slice of original rice pizza pie. Well, Poppy, this has been super fun. Um, This has been truly a delightful experience. I can see already your auras mm. are looking less chunky and your bird has settled down. All right. Well, thank you to Poppy Floppy Nuts, wellness expert. I have to go swallow a whole egg. All right, everyone, this has been the SM Experience with the SM Experience. Thank you for listening. And you can go find more of the SM Experience on Instagram, Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on the YouTubes where you can go subscribe and see our channel and thumbs up and like everything. Subscribe, please. 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 Bye-bye. 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 This has been an SNM Experience production. Special thanks to Glenn's House of Affordable Guest Speakers and Spokespeople and 5th Place Olympic Pole Vaulters Everywhere. <laughs>